Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? It's August. Training camp is in full swing. Oh my gosh. Oh, do you know what that means? Like, literally, I, I just had realization that this freaking Thursday... Excuse me. This freaking Thursday is preseason football. Like it starts, Hall of Fame. Yeah, game. and uh, I think it's, just, it's it's moving. This is this is draft month, dude. That's crazy. That's where people draft. Our home league drafts in September, so it's not draft month for us. <sighs> no, not for us. But for most people, it is. But for most people, it is. Um, welcome to the 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 official. Uh, grind that is fantasy football, where you set the 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 foundation of your fantasy championship. Um, and welcome on into the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Martin Colby, Rick Lemon, over on the other side of the screen. Um, we got some good goobly goop to get into today. Um, we never have our, our t- oh, say it again. I've never heard that one from you. Goobly goop. Yeah. Hey, listen. Try try new things. Um, we're going to talk about our top value picks for the running back and wide receiver positions crammed together into one show. We're going to talk about five guys, uh, three wide receivers, two tight ends, and uh, we'll go through that. Um, I think also I just wanted to touch on, because we only we, I, I want to try to get this done in 25, as usual, um, but I wanted to touch on a couple of hot points uh, that happened over the last couple weeks or days or whatever. Um so my uh anyway, I already said our names, right, Rick? Yes, you did. Okay, all right. That's like a time. Before we jump into that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on any uh social media platforms. Just type in the fantasy champs, you'll be good. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, be sure to leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, uh, and then like and comment uh down below what your thoughts are on our value picks here for the 2021 fantasy football season. Um, I'm going to pull up. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. My computer is spazzing. I'll pull up some player news. So we had a couple of pieces okay. of news okay. that I wanted to touch on before we jump into this. First we off, Danny that. Etling was claimed by the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I'm so glad that that was a part of the news. I think everybody <laughs> needs to know that. No. So um, the first one was... Uh, Carson Wentz ended up popping his uh. I don't even know. Oh, he got hurt. Yeah, he, he got hurt. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, fu- to get full details. Um, so anyway, he ended up getting hurt in practice. Uh, he injured his foot, and mm-hmm. they said that he is going to undergo foot surgery. He's going to be out for five to twelve weeks. That's twelve weeks. That's what came in today. Um, Rick, what are your thoughts on the situation with Indianapolis? Does this lead obviously this leads to concern for the wide receivers that we may have liked in this system but um does this lead to any concern about jonathan taylor yeah i'm not too worried about jonathan taylor um because to me they're still gonna run the ball heavy okay um so he'll get his work on the ground Uh, if anything they're gonna run the ball more now but passing wise yeah how good is the team gonna be yeah and that's that's the other concern Mm -hmm. um is I'm not sure. Now they're still in a very weak division. They're going to play Houston, which may or may not have Deshaun Watson. Okay. 
Um, they're going to play Jacksonville, who is Jacksonville. Um, and then the Titans. So I, I don't know mm-hmm. what their schedule in the beginning of the season is, but I'm assuming it's nothing too crazy. Um, but they will obviously be, be a much worse team. Like if Jacob Eason is starting. Yeah. Uh, so that will, that would be a concern too. It's more like slight concerns, but it's nothing major for Jonathan Davis. So for me, I'm on the flip side. I think without Carson Wentz, the Indianapolis Colts is offense is not going to be mm-hmm. Colts is. I don't even know if that's yeah. the right way of saying that. But anyway, the Colts offense is not going to be as good. Um, and I'm, I'm already lately, uh, you know, and you know, I love Jonathan Taylor, I right. love Jonathan Taylor. but lately I've been kind of nervous about Jonathan Taylor because there have been a lot of reports coming out of camp about Marlon Mack and how he looks good. And obviously I don't think he's going to be very good, but they still like him in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and that he and Naheem Hines are going to be involved in some way. And so that a is concerning for Jonathan Taylor in this context that I think everyone's assuming that he's going to get a full 250 plus touch workload, which I don't know is going to happen to pile on top of that. You also have an injury at the quarterback position, which is most likely going to lead to this team, not having the most efficient offense, which is going to limit his scoring potential. So I'm not saying he's going to suck and that you shouldn't draft him, but he is getting drafted as a top six, seven running back. Which, yeah, no, that would that would definitely scare me if he's that high. Yeah. Also, they actually have a very hard schedule to start the season, mm-hmm. and if they're without Carson Wentz, they could start in a real hole. They play Seattle, yep. the Rams, the Titans, the yep. Dolphins, and the Ravens yep. are their first five games. Yikes! It sounds like without Carson game. Wentz, could they win any of those, or do they go zero no, and five for a second? Like that would that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to be concerned about with Indian with uh, Jonathan Taylor. And I think I put out a tweet earlier this week and maybe we can do a whole show on this. That would be kind of a cool idea. But uh, anyway, uh, some of the riskiest running backs in the first round or the riskiest players in the first round. And I think those three riskiest players have to be Saquon Barkley with his leg injuries. um, Jonathan Taylor with the situation now with Carson Wentz to adding on top of that. And um, I forgot who the other one was, but um, yeah, it's just like I, I think that if you're in that middle range and you're questioning whether you should go with Ezekiel Elliott or Jonathan Taylor, yeah. I'm starting to lean a little bit towards Zeke. Me too. Uh, but anyway, so the uh, other small piece of news, Dak Prescott did, uh, he, he was throwing at training camp practice last week, um, and then he left the game with arm soreness. Uh, they said it was precautionary, and then he underwent an MRI. Um, and he has been diagnosed with a strained muscle in his throwing shoulder, which isn't good. Mike McCarthy did come out and say that the shoulder injury is minor and that they're just taking him out and giving a couple days off and he's day to day. Um, so from what I'm hearing is that it's not big, but for a quarterback who's coming back already from a, uh, a massive ankle injury from last year, like uh, that's mentally, that's hard to recover from. Now he's got shoulder problems. Um, is this something to watch out for as we move forward? Uh, and does it lead to concern for guys like Amari Cooper and CD lamb going into the season? It 100% will if it lingers. Um, but if mm-hmm. hopefully it just goes away, it doesn't seem, it, it, it was definitely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see him sprinting. Uh, I want to say like two days ago okay. on Twitter, like he was doing drills where he was running back and forth and doing suicides and stuff. So, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fine, but it is definitely something to keep your eye on. 
Okay. Uh, let's move on to the main event. Okay. We'll talk about five guys. We'll try to we'll try to do this pretty maybe three to five minutes per player. Okay. <laughs> we'll try. Um, so we'll start with the running back position, and the first guy we have is Chris Carson, who currently is RB nineteen going yep, off the board. Um, and I think um, if there's a value pick right there, that would be it. I also want to say on, um, I believe on Fantasy Pro's website, they have aggregated ADP of multiple positions, uh, and he is currently RB20. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I, for a guy that I've not really been too excited about uh, yep. pretty much at all, ever, <laughs> uh, he is he's definitely at this point a guy that people are – letting slip down the board and becoming a really good value. Uh, and I think that normally at like at his ADP of last year, like RB, I think it was like 15. If he was at that range, I would be a little bit more like, okay, now we can make a decision on whether or not we actually want this guy on our fantasy teams. Whereas if you're drafting him off the board as the RB 20 in like the fourth or fifth round for a guy that re that Seattle re-signed and they chose not to go in the direction of just giving the ball to Penny and who has doubled down. You said this last week, Rick. He's doubled down. Pete Carroll's doubled down on running the football this year. Yeah, which um, is... Chris Carson's going to get a lot of work. There is concerns with injury, but I think when you're talking about RB20, RB21 value that you're getting back, like he's going to outperform that. And I think that you're also getting, in the fourth round, late fourth round, you're probably getting a really, really good running back that you can slide into your RB2 or flex slots. Um, and I think it's, I think it's honestly at this point a steal, but he has had issues staying on the field. The first four games of the season last year, I believe he was just lighting it up. And then all of a sudden he just kind of fell off a cliff. Um, after his injury, I believe he missed four games. Um, so anyway, I, I think, I think you can, you can, I'm pulling up some numbers right now. So I'll let Rick talk, but, uh, yeah, I think he's a great, a great steal at, at his pick. Yeah. It's funny. Cause every year. Everybody wants the new shiny toy in fantasy, and I'm very much like that. I think you're also like that. It's just how, how it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like the new players that are coming up that you're looking for the next breakout running back and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but sometimes there'll be a player who's just good, and you know they'll be good this year, but they still fall in drafts because mm-hmm. they're they're not like the sexy pick, mm-hmm. and that's Chris Carson. Uh, but he, he's been so consistent over the last few years. Um Last year, I think he was RB13 in points per game. Mm-hmm. He obviously missed some time with some injury. So I think that people look at his uh, season totals and are like, oh, he wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he was just Chris Carson. He was solid. And I think another reason me and you are never too high on him is just because he yeah. has a ceiling. Like we, we know he's not going to be a top five running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll be, he's very good. He's very consistent. Mm-hmm. And when you pick him, you know he's, he, it's a good pickup. He's going to be starting in your week in your lineup week to week. And he's a valuable running back, yeah. which is probably the most valuable position. And you know, he's going to be solid. He's going to be a very solid RB two. I think he's kind of the definition of a, of a value pick mm-hmm. him being an RB 19, like to get in, to get the running back of Chris Carson, the level that yeah. he is as the RB 19 is steel. I mean, that's, it really yeah. is. It's a very solid pick and you can be comfortable with taking a running back. Like, let's say you take a running back in the first round and then you go receiver, receiver, and you can get a Chris Carson level guy in the fourth round to fill your your second running back slot. And now your team looks really good. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's rare to go two receivers and a running back. 
versus two running backs and one receiver mm-hmm. and come out with a guy like Chris Carson as your RB2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, I, Through weeks one through seven on the season last year, before he ended up mm-hmm. missing four games, uh, he was running back 10. Um, and that yeah. includes the game that he got injured. So, and he was averaging about 15 fantasy points a game, which, you know, is right on pace with the RB six at the time, which was Kareem Hunt. Um, so he was really, he was really, really good over that over that course of time. If you pace out his full mm-hmm. season totals, um, he ends up with about 1,300 all-purpose yards, nine total all-purpose touchdowns, um, which which puts him, I would say, around eight or nine uh, RB eight or nine on the season last year. Uh, He's so, really solid. Which is very solid. And I think I think when you look at that, I mean, he did when he came back from his injury. Um, he wasn't as efficient. Actually, I would say he might have been more efficient. <laughs> he was averaging. More about, efficient on the ground. I don't know if he was as efficient in the air. Yeah, they but they targeted him so much through the air. Like it was yeah. it, at least for the first couple weeks of the season. There were Those games where he would weeks, have a yeah. dud. And then, uh, but I wanted to go through weeks, uh, what was it, 12 through 17, just to get the numbers mm-hmm. from there. Give me one second. Um, but yeah, I think he was he was decent in those weeks, but he was definitely more of a pass catching option in those first seven weeks, at yeah, least. Yeah. And that was also when the Seahawks were throwing the ball more. Like that was when Metcalf exploded on the scene. Russell Wilson was yeah. the QB one through like the first eight weeks, mm-hmm. so they were just throwing the ball more in general. So in the beginning, of the year. he was RB thirteen over that course of t- weeks twelve through seventeen, which is so still good. You put it together like through the whole season, and if the guy had played the whole season. Yeah. Uh, that, he like probably RB11? would have finished somewhere around RB11 or 12 is what my guess would be. And you're drafting him as RB19. And you're drafting him as RB19. So, um, And if they do run the football a lot more, and I just, a lot of people are like, oh my God, Penny might come in and, and take work from him. And, uh, you know, you might see, who's the other guy, LaMichael? Not, not LaMichael. Yeah, uh, DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas come in. I just don't see that as an option. Like Rashad Penny has been given uh, all the love from the fantasy community, but I don't think people realize how buried he's been on the depth chart for the yeah most part. and it's also like the seahawks even if they do involve those guys which yeah. like there'll be a week where they do like p carroll will just ride the hot hand and right. one of those guys is gonna be like 15 carries mm-hmm. the seahawks run the ball so much where it really doesn't matter as long as chris karsten generally stays the guy yeah uh, he's gonna he's gonna get the most work yeah yeah fair enough um so let's move on to the next guy uh, make sure you get chris karsten on your teams at the value that he is um, another yeah. top value that we see in drafts right now is a guy by the name of Damian Harris, and he is in the he's in the running back thirties right now. Thirty-eight on sleeper. Yuck. Let me just say that again. Damian Harris, RB thirty-eight on sleeper. I'm pretty sure Damian Harris finished higher on the season than RB thirty-eight last year. <laughs> that actually might be no. Wrong. He only played. He only played like eight games. Oh really? So. Yeah. He played but, ten games. Um. Either way. I mean, hey, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to find. It. He was he was running back 50. So I mean, that close. Was, that was with 10 games. <laughs> the wide yeah, receiver, what? the wide receiver 38 was Leonard Fournette last year, and he was averaging the same amount of fantasy okay, points per Dean game. Okay, with Harris. Let me just say this: we're projecting a breakout with him. And last year, his first season was RB 50 in 10 games, and people don't, people are essentially projecting him to do what he did last year, if not worse, through a full 16. Yeah. Because if he plays a full 16 last year, he's probably like RB like 30. Right? Six times nine, nine is what? Oh, dude, come on. You can't be doing this to me. I'm just, I'm not even going to bother. I'm putting up the calculator. Uh, all right, cool. Six times nine. I was nervous 54. that my computer would kind of like crap. 54. Crap, to be honest with you. 
You so you said fifty four. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. Doing some quick math. Oh, I don't know why I didn't do just six times ten, which would be sixty, and then minus six. But whatever. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, so that would be one hundred forty fantasy points last year, which would have put him at RB twenty. Yeah, RB twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So he's already outperforming his paced out ADP from last year. I mean, uh, his paced out <laughs> right. numbers from last year. And people think he like the whole point yeah. is he he could be better than what he was. No, it's not. It's not exciting. It's not. It's not enthusiastic. Like I'm not. No. I don't love Damien Harris. And I was talking to Rick. You're not before. on the on the Damien Harris people that are saying like he's the oh, RB one yeah. so, this year in the tenth round. Some people are pumped. Yeah, which, um, Sony, uh, hey, I'm a Pats fan. You. Rick's a Pats fan. Sony blows, so I'm I'm on that. But uh, I don't. Sometimes Bill doesn't know that, and uh, right. he'll he'll run with Sony. He'll run with Damian. He'll run with Ramondre Stevenson. He'll run with James White. He'll run with anybody who runs up the middle and score gets more than three yards. Maybe Jacoby Myers. Yeah, maybe Jacoby Myers. You could see Johnny so, Smith getting some carries. I, I would say personally, I look at Harris and I think he is the number one running back on the New England Patriots, like 100. Yes, he is. Yeah. But, 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 there is an issue with how the Patriots run their running back system. And it, it, it could be any given week that Sony Michelle gets 20 carries, Harris gets 20 carries, uh, James White might get 15 carries in a game. Like, it just, you never know who's going to be the running back. Now, in the past, we've seen in Sony Michelle, in the Sony Michelle role, Sony Michelle was getting over 200 plus carries and, and getting, I would say, over about 200 plus touches on the season altogether with the New England Patriots when he was the starter. If Damian Harris takes the starter role and that's the position that they put him in, which we aren't even, Bill hasn't even confirmed that that's what they're going to do. So if you're making a projection that Damian Harris is going to be like the guy already, like we don't even know if he actually is going to be the guy from the man himself who's going to play him. Uh, right. So. For me, like if he gets that Sony Michelle role, I think 100% Rick is correct, and most of the fantasy community would be correct that he probably will be a, I would say between RB 14 and RB 18 is probably where I would would peg him. And and if RB 38, you're getting a guy who ends up outperforming his position by 20 spots. Uh, that's a great flex. Yeah, in my opinion, oh, yeah. it's not it's not fan it's not fantastic, but it's a good flex. So um, I like Harris, but I just want to see more as the preseason goes along. And I think as more stuff starts coming out, like I think Sony could be on the bubble this year. Um, mm. And and you could see him being cut and signed on another team who gets, you know, remember last year with Leonard Fournette, uh, something yep. similar to that where Sony gets cut and then signed and signs in, in Atlanta or something stupid <laughs> like that where they need right. a running back. Um, so anyway, yeah, Harris. Harris is a good, I think he's a great value. And I think at RB38, he's probably one of the only guys in uh, what what round is he like ninth eighth round ninth or yeah i think he's like the ninth or tenth actually so but you can get a guy like that in that that area oh yeah starting okay. running back 100 percent. that might actually be hold on a second you go, give your thoughts on what's his name because i'm gonna try to figure yeah there's out not too much for me to say about damien harris um if you listen to our bold prediction show he was on the list for me so that's that's what i'm going to say about that but um, yeah, he was on pace for 200 carry over 200 carries last year mm. on pace for over 1100 rushing yards. His only thing was he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. He only had two on the ground. So he was on pace. Yeah, for so he's, three a, he's a seventh round pick right now, according to uh, the average ADP on fantasy pros. What is it on sleeper though? Cause sleeper he's lower. He's lower by like a whole round. I think round and a half. Yeah. Seven, eighth round. Yeah. 
Um, cause he's RB like 31 on sleeper, right? Mm-hmm. RB 38 on, or RB 38 on sleeper, RB 31 on face pros. Yeah. But yeah, Damien Harris, I mean, everybody knows I love this dude. I think he's, he's just a really talented player who's going to be the starting running back on a team that if you're drafting as the RB 38 mm-hmm. is instantly a steal. And like you said, paced out last year, if he just played 16, um, he would have been RB 28, wow. which is already better than. Like if he's RB twenty eight again, that's already a decent value that you drafted him as RB thirty eight, and I think he'll be better. So, <laughs> I mean, this is this is an easy one for me. I th- I think I'd smash that before he starts flying up boards because I don't think he's gonna finish. That's I think if, if we, but <laughs> that was that was uncomfortable. But I think by this time next month, when you and I are drafting in our home league, and if you guys are in a home league, that's the draft is like early September, Harris right before the season. I don't think Damian Harris is going to be RB 38. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I think he'll be a lot higher. Yeah. Especially if Sony goes. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then, then, then it's just the hype train. Yeah. Oh, the hype train would be saddled up and right. then Bill would start Ramondre in the first game. And <laughs> yeah, you guys. it's 25 carries. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to the next guy. We only got a couple uh, minutes left. <laughs> Um, so it's we'll talk about the wide receivers relatively quickly. Wide receiver 19 off the board right now is Robert Woods. Um, and I think every year, Robert Robert Woods, like if you want to talk about non-sexy wide receivers, yeah, this is the uh, Chris Carson. This would be one of the non-sexy wide receivers. But over the last couple of years, he's been really good. He was the wide receiver 13 last year, um, with terrible quarterback play. The year before that, um, I don't know if he played the full season, but he was wide receiver 17 through 15 games. Um, and so he's consistently think, been a mid-range um, Robert yeah, Woods wide receiver 10 in 2018. Yeah, exactly. So was, you get better quarterback play in 2020 with with Matt Stafford, and you also do not – you still do not have – like back in 2018 when he had the wide receiver 10 finish, he had Cooper mm-hmm. Cup and Brandon Cooks. And so now right. he's going on a full season without Cooper Cup I mean, uh, without Brandon Cooks, you know, obviously he's been that way for two years, but he's getting really good quarterback play now as the second or number one option on the Los Angeles Rams. So I think you could see Robert Woods outperform that wide receiver 13 finish last year. But if you're getting him as the wide receiver 19, I think that's stealing. And especially in, and we talk about the context that the wide receiver 12-13 matches the wide receiver 20-24 very closely. If you can get a guy like Bob Woods in that vicinity... Mm -hmm. Uh, where he's getting drafted, like what? What is that? Like round five? Like you're you're stealing wide receivers in yeah. the middle round. Yep. Yeah, Robert Woods is the most undervalued player in fantasy. He has been <laughs> the last few years. Like when he finished as wide receiver ten, everybody was like shocked. They're like, they did not see that coming. Like they they're like, oh, how did Robert Woods? Like I didn't I didn't know he was even that good. Alive. He was wide receiver ten, and in 2019 he missed a game. Um, only had two touchdowns and still finished as wide receiver 17. And then last year finished as wide receiver 13 and had 200 fantasy points. Um, and now he's getting an upgrade at quarterback. <laughs> like yep. I get it. He's old. Uh, I want to say he's 28, maybe 29, mm-hmm. right? He's, he, he's 29 now. He just turned 29. So he's definitely yeah. at near the end of his um, prime, but he's still got a year or two left of being, being capable of putting up big numbers. Um, and with Matt Stafford there this year, I think there's an upgrade to the passing offense. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible he could finish higher than 13. Uh, I know. And you're getting him at wide receiver 19. I'd also, we got to move on to the next guy, but I'd also like to note Cooper Cup is wide receiver, according to Fantasy Pros ADP, is wide receiver 20. 
So realistically, he's higher on sleeper. He's like 16 on sleeper. Okay, all right. I was gonna say realistically, like if he is wide receiver 20, either one of those guys really floats. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I just chose Woods because he was the lower of the two on sleeper. But yeah, yeah. if Cup is wide receiver 20, that's also great value. Both yep. those guys could be good. Um, we've talked about this guy before, so I'll just ramble it through real quick. Wide receiver 15, Amari Cooper. Um, last year in the first five games of the season, we talked about this. With Dak Prescott, he was absolutely uh, a monster. Two hundred plus targets—is that what you said before when we talked about him, Rick? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was on pace for two hundred plus ridiculous, targets. Which is ridiculous. Insane. Now that's not going to happen, obviously. But I think right now Cooper with Dak Prescott is like a top five wide receiver um, if Dak plays to his full potential. And so, if that is the case, I think the wide receiver fifteen ADP that he is going at right now uh, will be stealing a free wide receiver one um especially when you're talking about getting him in the fourth round third late third early fourth round so i would say amari cooper definitely a top value um and i would snag him in all my leagues yeah cooper's probably the highest rated player we have on this list in terms of like he's the first player drafted other than maybe chris carson but he's wide receiver 15 which is still pretty high yeah it's still being it's still it's still a good value to pick him um, and we've, mm-hmm. like you said, we've talked about, we've touched a lot, um, about Amari Cooper. We've talked about him. So there's not too, too much to say. Yeah. yeah. But, um, he, I will just quickly say mm-hmm. he was wide receiver three last year with Dak mm-hmm. in those first four games, wow. which is ridiculous. And even a full season without Dak or pretty much a full season, he was wide receiver 16. So you put Dak to that and he's going to be much yeah. improved. Yeah. Much improved. Um, and the final guy we have, cause we only got two minutes to talk about him. So I'll ramble it off. That's fine. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 24. Um, last year, our man Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver 9. Um, I know everyone loves DK Metcalf, who also is a wide receiver 7 at that point. But they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have a really good offense. And Tyler Lockett's going to get the same target share. Um, and I think, I think he's a top 12 wide receiver as is. So if you're talking about a guy like it's not a sexy pick, like we've said before, when you're talking about a guy like Tyler Lockett getting drafted off the board on sleeper as the wide receiver 24, there's really no reason for it. Like he should be getting drafted as at least the wide receiver 15. Like he should be where Cooper is. Um, But the fact that people are drafting him like a literally, I want to say 12 spots higher or lower than what he actually is worth I think it's stealing, and I think people who get Tyler Lockett are going to sit there in the middle of the season. They're going to go, how did I get this guy in the fifth round? How did I get this guy in the sixth round? And, like, basically destroy everyone. Right. And I love these two players, and I think they'll be great, you know, Mm -hmm. all pro-type receivers. But right now in redraft, in redraft, Jamar Chase is going higher than Tyler Lockett, and Devontae Smith is right behind him. Yeah. Uh, for the guy who went finished wide receiver nine last year, and really, the offense isn't really going to change. Like Pete Carroll's like, oh, we're going to run the ball more, so fine. He, even in previous years, Tyler Lockett's been a very effective receiver, so yeah. he's, he's still a, a he's a great wide receiver too in the fifth round. Like, yeah, he's probably the last guy available there that I'm comfortable with like being a my third wide receiver, receiver uh, on a three wide receiver team. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it's and it's feasible with his position. Right, exactly. Um, there you go. Top value picks for the 2021 fantasy football season. We kind of we kind of did it. We kind of got it in on time. Uh, we yeah, have Chris we Carson, Damian Harris, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett. Tomorrow, we got breakout wide receivers. Be sure to check in. Welcome to August. See you guys later.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.